Hello, my Dare to Hear podcast friends. This is Debbie Kinnerman here, and I am jumping on just to give a little introduction to today's episode, because there's a couple of things that I want to let you know about. And the first one is, is that the Dare to Hear podcast is officially one year old. In fact, it was actually last week that we have been going for an entire year, but today is our 52nd episode. We did miss one episode because of the holidays, and so... That is why we're just now hitting 52 this week instead of last week. But also, today's podcast, you're, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, John Matarazzo. And he is also celebrating his one-year birthday of his podcast along the way. And I just want to say, can you guys celebrate with me? Can we just celebrate together that the Dare to Hear podcast is one year old? We've been doing this for one year. And I am looking forward to this next season that we're coming into, season four of Dare to hear the podcast. I'm so excited about what we're going to bring to you over the summer. I'm lining up some great interviews. Brandy's going to come back and we're going to do some teaching and we're going to do some interacting. And we've really been taking this season of this COVID-19 shelter in place time to really dream again and to just really follow what God is asking us to do. But today is all about celebration. First, let's celebrate. It's April 15th. We don't have to pay taxes today. We've got an extension. Yay for that. But the next thing is celebrating the one year birthday of Dare to Hear the Podcast and my friend John Matarazzo's one year birthday for his Along the Way podcast. I know that you are going to love this interview with John. It's a little bit longer because we got carried away with conversation and I forgot to stop and break it into two parts, but I hope that you'll enjoy it. So stay with us because it is a little bit longer, but since we're all sheltering in place and staying in our home and we're self-quarantined, I figure you guys have about 50 minutes of time that you can listen or watch us on YouTube. So would you do me a favor? Would you make sure to follow John and share about his uh, podcast? And would you also share about the Dare to Hear podcast and invite your friends and your family to join, to follow us on our YouTube channel or to download the podcast because we want to spread the word of what God is doing. So I just speak God's blessings over you as we um, have come out of Resurrection Sunday and the Passover season. And as we enter into the new, if you've been following my blog or my social media, you know that I believe that this is a time of divine reset for us. And that this is a time for the people of God to really get our priorities right with him, make him the first place, and then ask him that he is wanting to birth new things in us. He's wanting a realignment of us and our priorities with him to then come out of the season with new assignments. And I'm really excited about the fun things that are coming and what I'm working on, and I'm working on partnering with some other people. So stay tuned. I will make sure to come back and let my Dare to Hear faithful friends, followers, and listeners and viewers know about what's coming. But thank you for being with me for one year. Can we just all celebrate and praise God for that? And now here is my interview with John Matarazzo. 
Hello, I'm Debbie Kitterman, and welcome to this week's podcast of Dare to Hear, where we equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. Well, I am excited to introduce you to my guest, who I actually met just a few weeks ago, but his name is John Matarazzo, and he has been producing the real-life TV program on Cornerstone Network since 2015. He's produced over 1,100 episodes, and from a young age, he felt a calling to media. John was with youth with a mission full-time for eight years and has been a missionary to 15 countries before transitioning to a media ministry. In addition to producing the TV show Monday through Friday of Real Life, John is also a podcaster. His Along the Way podcast aims to learn from the moments in life that our hearts are burning for Jesus along the way, but we don't see it until we look back. Well, John, thank you so much for being my guest on today's episode. It's a pleasure to be with you, Debbie. Well, I am excited because um, as soon as I was talking with you, I got to be on your Along the Way podcast, and then I was on Real Life TV yeah. um, with you, and then to see what you did behind the scenes. But just in talking with you, your story really intrigued me, and I was like, well, so so John, how come we don't know what your story is along <laughs> the way? <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And I said, somebody needs to turn the tables on you. And then I thought, well, why don't I just turn the tables on you? I still think you need somebody to turn the tables on you for your podcast. Right, right. But there's, a, thought, there's a definite theme and thread for questioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely a, a theme for that. But I got to know, um, it was, I thought your Along the Way podcast and what you do and how you utilize it to go hand in hand with uh, the Real Life TV program was a brilliant idea. And I know that the way that we did it with me was a little bit different than you usually do it. Usually yeah. it's like... Um, you give us the interviews of the people that will be interviewing us so that as when we come on the show, we kind of are familiar with it, but you use it kind of the other way. So people were familiar with me before I got there. Yeah, but it was fun that way. Yeah, it was a lot of fun because I got to know you before I got there. I think it kind of alleviated some anxiousness maybe that I would have, but then I really felt like I knew the people that were going to be interviewing me and I thought it was really great. So thank you. Yeah, for that, that was fun. Yeah, I'm glad that that worked because that's that was definitely something that I felt God say to do, yeah. and um, that's one of the reasons that I've uh, some of the people that I've interviewed uh, for my podcast are the host of my show, and it, I'm glad to know that it actually works that you felt more comfortable with them. Yeah, and uh, it was great. Yeah. yeah, it was really great because I felt like, oh, that's so like my story, or oh, I can so relate to them. So that when I met them, when I was sitting in the makeup room and we started conversation, yeah. they're like, I learned something about you because they had listened to it before I got there. And I'm like, well, uh -huh. wait a minute, I learned something about you too. <laughs> and so it was just like, it was like we had known each other for longer than just two minutes. Right. We were sitting down doing pre-interviews. So I want to talk with you about on today's episode, I want to kind of talk with you about your journey and hearing from God and sure. what I'm going to call radical obedience. So, okay. Okay. so we're going to talk about that. And so we're going to talk about your journey and hearing from God. We're going to talk about starting your podcast along the way, because that was kind of this radical obedience moment. Right, and, then, right. and then I did warn you that we are going to yes. talk about your crazy David story. So for my, my <laughs> listeners and my viewers, you, you, this, this is why I knew I had to have John on my show because I, yeah. like, I so relate with him. So let's talk about your journey and hearing from God. I mean, you're with why sure. we're with the mission. Is that when you started to hear from God? Um, Cause you were with them for 18 years. You did 15 um, countries or was it before that? 
So I was with Youth of the Mission Pittsburgh for eight years. Uh, right after high school, um, I knew that God wanted me to go and take a year between high school and whatever my next step was. And God actually spoke to me about that when I was on a mission trip when I was 16. God said to me, do a discipleship training school here in Pittsburgh when you graduate. And so I was like, well, at least I know what that step uh, is. And what was really interesting was, you know, we get more comfortable hearing the voice of God and discerning that. But all throughout my life, my parents did a great job of showing us examples of what it is to hear the voice of God, whether it be through reading stories of missionaries that did incredible things and they just felt the unction from the Lord to go and do things, or God spoke to them through his word to go and really exhibit radical obedience in different ways. And so I just knew like, okay, if God can speak to them, he can speak to me. And when I started paying attention to what he was saying and recognizing that, okay, that voice that I'm hearing in my heart, in my head, um, that brings peace uh, is, is definitely the Lord because, well, my flesh wouldn't tell me that he loves me. And uh, the devil that would try to speak to me, we know that the Bible says that he's trying to steal, to kill and to destroy us. So if God's speaking and there's life that comes with that, there's peace that comes with that, that's associated with that word, then there's a good chance that it really is God and you got to pay attention to it. So throughout my high school years, I started getting more involved with missionary trips during the summer. Mm -hmm. And I knew that God wanted me to take a year off between high school and whatever that next step was. Well, that year ended up coming, uh, that year ended up turning into two years and then turning into three, four, five, six, eight years and uh, 15 different countries. And I saw God provide miraculously for me to be able to go on a lot of these trips. I mean, uh, my one trip uh, that I use as an example to, to show, number one, is that God is a provider, but uh, number two, that God doesn't leave us out to dry. Um, when I did my school for radio broadcasting with Youth of the Mission, which is a great organization because there's, there's more than a thousand different training bases around the world. And so each base, they're autonomous, so they have core values that are the same, but they have their specialties. And so God showed me that there was this base in Cape Town, South Africa, that did a school for radio broadcasting. And God really, in 2004, God really stirred in my heart this passion for radio, which I had in the past, but I thought there's no way that this could ever happen for me. And um, I don't know anybody in radio, and I don't even, you know, school was not really my thing. And so I was like, this, this is not, God's going to have to do something different to get me if this is going to happen. So 2004, I find out that YWAM has a school for radio broadcasting. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And the, the problem was, I don't know anybody that has been to South Africa, let alone somebody that has been to this school to know if this is legitimate, because you're reading through this manual. This is back before DSL internet. This is back before a lot of places had websites. Right. Um, we had dial up internet. So it was really hard to get information about stuff. But we had the University of the Nations catalog. And so I started looking through that. And I just saw there was like a paragraph about it. And I'm like, I prayed a simple prayer. And I said, God, if this is something that you really want me to do, you're going to have to make a way for me to at least check it out, or to meet somebody that has been to that school. Okay, God, it's in your hands. I kind of forgot about it for about a year. Then our ministry leaders 
got invited to come to speak at a base with the youth of the mission in South Africa. And God just started my heart. Like I'm supposed to go with them. And I had totally forgot about my prayer a year before. And I was literally cutting the grass and I'm like, that was one of my duties that I had to do when we were back at our training, uh, training facility, I was cutting the grass and I literally felt like God hit me upside the head, kind of like a three (laughs) stooges uh, moment. Right. Like, John, you, you don't need any more, uh, any more confirmation. This is a confirmation. You asked for this a year ago and I'm giving you now an opportunity to go. And so I was like, I went and told my leaders right away. And I said, here's the confirmation. And I saw God provide for that trip. That's a, that's a whole different story. Um, there's another one I'm trying to get to, but we'll, we're, I'm getting okay. there. So, right ahead. Um, so I ended up not only getting to go on that trip to South Africa, but literally we were about a few miles away or kilometers because I was in you know South Africa, yeah. a few kilometers away from where that school actually was. And so we were able to work it out that I could actually go and visit that school nice. and meet the school, the school leader. And so this was in 2005 that this was happening. And so I was like, God, this is so awesome. You provided for me to go halfway around the world just to check this out. Well, for the next couple of years, when they were offering the school, I wasn't available to go. Or when I was available to go, the school wasn't being offered. And I'm like, God, what the heck? What gives? Because you brought me literally halfway around the world to check this thing out. And I don't think your character is that you would just tease me. So what is this deal? Well, uh, finally, thank God, I got to go to that school in 2009. And it was totally God's timing. And looking back at that, I know that that was his timing because I wasn't ready. If I, was, if I would have gone earlier, I wouldn't have gotten out of it what I needed to. I would have been totally distracted uh, by a lot of other things in life. But I saw God, pri- God provide for me for that trip in a way that I've never experienced before. And I knew that I needed to raise more money for that trip, for that school, than basically it would have been my last three years combined. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I needed to raise about $10,000, uh, which is, you know, if you think about it, the last three years puts me at like $3,000 as a missionary. Yeah. I don't know how in the world I survived. On $3,000. I did $3,000 a year. Somehow God made it stretch and it made it, he made it work. And I still was able to preach the gospel around the world. Yeah. Well, God just, I was sharing this vision that I had with people and money was coming in, in ways that I wasn't expecting. And when I started realizing that they would, there, there was going to be enough money and uh, God challenged me to trust him for more so that I could give it away with that, with that intense, uh, with that intense uh, intention to give it away. Right. And I'm like, okay, okay, God, this is crazy because I've never seen this much money come in for anything that I've done. Well, not only did God provide the money, but the, all the money that I had budgeted, um, like, okay, $1,800 to get a plane ticket. When I actually go to buy it, it's only $1,300. No. I get a deal on my computer. Um, the money that I sent for my school, um, by the time I went to pay off my balance, this was the craziest thing. I had figured out that I still needed $3,200 for my school uh, to pay off the remainder of it. And because that was a six to one rand to dollar ratio. When I actually go to pay that off, it the exchange rate goes from six to one to 10 to one. So I, God literally just because of, you know, 
God changed the conversion rate of a country for me to save 1200 bucks. And I just am like, okay, God, I trust you that you're going to provide for me every step of the way. And I still struggle with that periodically, but I'm glad that I have stories like that to remind myself that when I take a step out in obedience and trust that I heard God, that he's going to see me through and he's not going to leave me hanging. And so that school set me up for some other things. I started making videos of my missionary trips after that. And then when God called me off of the mission field, which was a very difficult transition, um, and he called me into TV, it was because of those missionary videos that opened the door for me to start working in TV. And then I volunteered uh, until they hired me. I was basically saying, God told me to be here, so you're not getting rid of me. And uh, what can I do to serve? And uh, so I went to, uh, I was part-time at the TV station and then learning how to take everything I learned from radio to TV and put that together. It was helping with a friend of mine. He saw some of my missionary videos. He knew my heart. And he said to me, John, I really believe that God has called you to this. And uh, he was producing a show and he basically said, I'm going to take you under my wing and help you learn everything you need to know. So I volunteered. I was hired part-time for about a year, and then uh, I became full-time whenever the Real Life program started. We kind of rebranded our flagship program, and we got that started. And then a year and a half after that, the senior producer of the Real Life program moved away. And in January 2015, I started being the lead producer of our daily program. And here we are just over 1,100 episodes later, and... uh, I've just seen God do some amazing things with that just by me saying, okay, God, I know you said this, they weren't hiring, but I'm just going to make myself available and obedient for what God wants to do. Yeah. And I think for some of our, for some of our listeners and viewers, they're going to go, okay, so there's been times when God has said that to me and I just thought, oh, well, maybe it'll just happen. But this idea of radical obedience, right, is when we hear God Two, we take him at his word, and then we take action based on it. Yeah, you have to get yourself into a position where you can act whenever God says to. That's good. Because if you just sit back and you don't actually do anything, and you're just waiting for God to come and pick you up and force you to do something, the chances are it's going to be harder for God to to move you because you're not already moving. You're not positioning yourself accordingly. So so I I, I encourage everybody to just make sure that, whenever God speaks, you know, if God says to start a cooking show or whatever, and you don't know how to cook, I would say start learning how to cook. Or if God wants you to move to another country, that's a Spanish speaking country, you know, get Duolingo, get an app on your phone, just start. What are the steps that you can do with the tools that you have? Being faithful with those small things so that whenever God does tell you to take that big step, you have a track record with God where you can see, Step one, help me to get to step two, get to step three, get to step four, where I can say, okay, this is a big step between four and five, but I believe that God's going to meet me there because he's been faithful all all along the way. Which is so good, which is so good because I think, you know, sometimes like we're like, okay, well, we have to wait for God to like direct us, but he can't direct us if we're not moving. And so there's this whole tension between I heard God speak. I believed God did it. Now I'm going to wait. No, actually, there's some steps that you can probably take now to begin to position yourself to get there. Here's the other thing from your story as you were sharing this. I thought this is this is so like God, right? (laughs) Like, like you're like, okay, God, yes, 
this, I don't even know if this place is real. I don't even know this. And yeah. then it took him a whole year and mm-hmm. you had almost like not forgot about it, but kind of forgot I totally, about it. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. I okay. totally forgot about it. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then he's just like, hello, this is the thing <laughs> that I was talking yeah. to. Like, this is in your heart a year ago. You prayed. Here's your response. Here's your answer. Go. And I just love how God speaks with each one of us, you know, cause I'm like, he often gets that spiritual baseball bat out and just oh, yeah. outside the head and people look at me and I'm like, I was a softball player. So yeah. You know, I mean, maybe for you, he just taps you on the shoulder. For me, he actually get he has to get my attention. So I'm glad to know I'm not the only one. That oh, you're definitely not the only one. No, okay. good to know. God, God really wants to get our attention, and so yeah. I think sometimes it's those. Uh, at first, it's going to tap you. On, he's going to tap you on the shoulder, and he's going to graduate to the thing where we can't miss it. Yeah, that, and that and that is so good too because I think that the, he has. It's like he wants us to know that he's responding to us. Like we've yeah. asked him something. He is a faithful God. The other thing I love about your your story and your testimony is that testimonies increase the faith for us to believe what's possible. So for those listeners that are listening today and they're in a, a difficult situation where they can't figure out the finances, I mean, here's somebody who lived on $3,000 a year as a missionary <laughs> yeah. with YRAM, but God... I mean, God did a miracle to provide for you. But then when it came time for you to have to believe for three times as much, you mm-hmm. had seen him prove faithful because Absolutely. you weren't going with lack. He provided for you. And to what we were like, how did he even live off of that? But God made a way. And that you took this step of radical obedience that said, God, I'm going to trust you. I don't know how you're going to bring in $10,000. Uh-huh. I don't even, I mean, because in my mind, I'd be going, okay, the last time I tried to raise money for XYZ, it was like down to the wire. Oh, this yeah. Is like three times as much. But I love how when God calls you to something that he comes along and he just kind of, you know, says, here, watch this. Mm-hmm. And it was because you partnered with him with your faith and your obedience to say, okay, God, you've got this. I trust you. And I'm going to step out. Yeah. And I think part of the the timing issue that this is one of the things that God was speaking to me, um, literally as I'm flying back home from Cape town, I had a moment with God on the airplane and I'm sitting. I I remember that I'm sitting on the, on a window seat and I'm just kind of like, God, why did it take so long for me to get here? And I, I feel like God said to me, John, you weren't ready. If you would have gone on your timing, you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have gotten the, the top student ranking. You wouldn't have had these different opportunities. Um, you wouldn't have met the other people that were in that class. There was things that I needed you to be, uh, be at this particular one for. And it, I know for myself, if I would have gone a few years earlier, I wouldn't have been as good of a student. I wouldn't, I would have missed the things that God wanted me to pick up along the way, because let's face it, you know, the 20 mid twenties, I was stupid. You know, that's, that's just kind of, you know, distracted easily. And I was stupid and not that I was a bad guy, but I'm like, just not motivated as much as I should have been. But I knew that God, God sent me there. He opened the doors for me and I was motivated. I I was never that great of a student um, all throughout my high school career up until halfway through my junior year. And then I started buckling down. But I mean, I basically I had to have somebody hold my hand to, you know, not to do my work, but to keep me at my desk to do my work. To do work. And um, I was completely self-motivated and God really showed me how I needed to function so that I could learn what I needed to learn for this school mm-hmm. because he was equipping me for the next thing in my life, the next part of my call. 
and um, I'm grateful that there was a reason that I knew that I was there and it wasn't and you know radio has a part for it and I think maybe someday radio will still be in in my calling but God took what I thought was radio and he's turned it into tv and now to podcasting and uh, whenever I get to look and see where my podcast is listened to I, I see that my podcast has been listened to in 43 different countries That's and exciting. I'm like those are countries that I might never get a chance to go to. And even though I'm not on the mission field anymore, my heart is still there. Right. And sometimes that would frustrate me that I'm not on the mission field. I produced about 200 episodes of, a, of my TV show a year, uh, give or take, depending on our schedule. So I can't travel as much as I used to. But what we're doing with broadcasting the gospel, whether it be over the airwaves or over the internet, it's really amazing to see that our words the words of life really are able to go far and wide, uh, whether we can physically or not. Yeah. And I love that about modern technology too, right? That we, yeah. we might not be able to physically be on the mission field, but God made a way that um, our message that he's given us can actually reach people in right. unreached areas because we're just being obedient to do what he's called us to do. Okay. Absolutely. So we've, we've talked about, your uh, YWAM days and how that really fed into really your obedience of, okay, I feel like I'm supposed to be here. They don't have a position for me. I'm going to make myself available and I'm going to serve. Like there's a whole message in that, which we don't (laughs) even have time to get into today because sometimes we're like, well, if they're not going to pay me, then why should I be there? But it's really because it's more out of obedience to God, right? So we're not going to go down that path, but that- that You'll have to have me back to talk about that. I'm going to have to have you back to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Because because yeah you, you do have to come back yes absolutely and I know my viewers will say yes to that too um, but then that that transitions into you really getting the equipping and the training that you need for the TV show yeah. and so you've been um, doing real live TV and then now you have this podcast called along the way so <laughs> yes. um, and because then, I don't do enough production work I just have a do podcast yeah. yeah but but this this um, this journey really that took you from the TV show and producing the TV show to really the along the way. Can you kind of talk to me about that? I mean, I know the backstory, but let my listeners and viewers know the backstory because I think that what you have to share is really important. So there's always times in our life where we're frustrated with our current situations and you feel like you kind of hit a ceiling. And um, I was, I was at a place like that. And in 2018, I, was so serious about being frustrated in that situation where I felt like I'm not going anywhere. There's just some things in my life that, uh, you know, even outside of my, my financial situation or whatever it might be, um, every area of my life, I was like, God, I just need, I just need a breakthrough. And so my church was doing a 21 day fast and doing all types of different fasting. And I just felt like I'm going to do just liquids. I am just going to drink water and, um, hot chocolate was my, was my like treat. I could do that because it was in January. So it's like really cold. Um, but no, no solid foods. And, uh, so I was just spending time with the Lord and to be honest, I didn't, I didn't hear anything major during the, during the fast, but I knew that it was still a good discipline. But a few days after the fast ended, I was having some time with the Lord literally just pouring out my heart to him frustrated that you know I'm 35 and I'm not married 
and at that point I was 33 and not married. So that hasn't changed. I'm trusting, God, I'm trusting God still for that one. And I'm still crying out for breakthrough for that. But the different situations of work and finances and things like that, um, I was just frustrated. I'm like, I feel like because I didn't go the traditional route, I didn't have a, I, I don't have a college degree for media or anything like that. I just felt like I'm not going to get anywhere else. And I heard God speak to me on February 1st, 2018, just about midnight. I heard God say to me, don't you trust me? Everything that I have equipped you with, I've given you along the way. And I felt like God just downloaded into my spirit, a vision and a plan for this podcast. Now at, for my TV show, um, I've been producing for a while at this point. And one of the, my favorite things to do is interacting with the guests. And I feel like that's a, that's something that I'm gifted with. It's not just that I'm good at it. It's something that has been a gift for my life. Mm -hmm. I have been blessed by the people that I've interacted with. And I felt like God said, these people that are guests on your show, the conversations that you've had in the green room before and after the shows, those have been part of the most transformational uh, conversations you've had in years. Those are the things that you need to share with other people. Mm. And because those aren't just for you. And uh, so I was like, wow, okay. Because I had thought about doing a podcast at some point in the, in the past because yeah. I did my radio school. I had done other media things. And people had told me, John, you've got a voice for radio. You should do a podcast. I'm like, great. What's the podcast going to be about? Like, right. I, and especially working in TV where I'm doing a daily program, I know what it takes to have a program that's going to continue day after day after day or week after week, you know, something that's more than just one episode. Because I think anybody can do a great special that's one episode and you can put a lot of work into that. The thing that's difficult is saying, okay, what are you going to do for the next show? What are you gonna do for the one after that, after that, after that? Yeah. And whenever God gave me this vision of how I could take this concept and say, okay, I'm bringing these guests to you. And it's not just so that they can be on your TV show. It's so that you can connect with them and people out in the world. You can share what you've learned from those conversations with them. And so the whole theme for my podcast is based around the Emmaus Road conversation in Luke 24 and how the disciples were walking with Jesus, but they were blind to it. And they had no clue that it was Jesus until he sits down at the table with them, blesses the food, breaks the bread, and poof, he's gone. And in Luke 24, 32, the disciples turn to each other and say, weren't our hearts burning within us along the way as he was revealing the scriptures to us? So in my life, I don't want to miss those moments that my heart is burning, and I'm just oblivious to it. Because as we talked about earlier, and when God was trying to get my attention about, hey, I'm providing a way for you to get to South Africa, there, you know, my heart was burning, and I just wasn't realizing it. So I want to learn from those moments. And if I can learn from other people's moments where their hearts were, were burning along the way, and we can be more aware of that in the future, then that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. And if people listening to my podcast can also pick up on that, then um, that's what it's really all about. So yeah. Well, I've got a second that you do have a voice for radio. You really oh, thank do. You. you really do. And, and I, I love, um, I love the concept of your podcast. Um, this, 
weren't our hearts already burning within us and not missing those moments when he is with us, he is speaking, he's moving us. And just some of the questions that you asked even when I was on your show, but listening to you interview some of the other people that have been on your show, I was like, you have a gift. Thank uh, you. But you're, you're very welcome. You do. You have a gift to be able to pull that out. But so you said that was in 2018, in February yes. of 2018. Yes. So when did you actually release, when was your first episode of Along the Way? Good question. My first episode was over a year later. Now, whenever God speaks to you and gives you a vision for something, expect opposition. Mm-hmm. Expect hiccups along the road. Um, literally about a month and a half later, I was in a pretty serious car accident and I suffered from a concussion um, for the remainder of that year. And so I still deal with some of those issues, but I had a headache that didn't go away from mid, uh, from mid March to mid December. Mm -hmm. And so I would literally come home from work and put myself in a dark room and just be as quiet as possible until I could just quiet everything. And, um, it was a really dark time. Uh, for me just uh, in 2018 and just kind of dealing with a lot of doctor's appointments and thank God I didn't have like a lot of like physical issues, but the concussion stuff, I have such sympathy and empathy for people that have concussions. I used to just think you just got hit in your head. Um, You know, you'll be fine. Suck it up. No, I don't. I, I just want to come along somebody that has a concussion and put my arm around them and say, we're going to get through this. I'm not sure exactly what your concussion feels like and what, because there's so many different ways that concussions can express. Uh, For me, I had some sort of, I had, I had to go through vestibular therapy where I had to basically kind of regain my balance so that I wasn't motion sickness all the time. And then I had to get uh, vision therapy to help me to be able to see, to to help my eyes to work together properly again. Mm. And that's, I think that's really what caused the headaches to go away. And so I was really frustrated for that entire year. I was like, okay, this is God. You, you spoke to me about this thing, about this podcast, but I just, I can't do anything about it. I had tried. And every time I would try to edit my headaches would just get worse and worse and worse. My, my headaches now, my, my, I guess my threshold for my headaches is still down. So it's like, it's much easier if I do like to get a headache. Um, But it's at least it's not this constant thing all the time. And so I'm more, more aware of that, but um, I've been so happy to be able to finally get this podcast started. And the cool thing is that uh, my goal was for April 15th of uh, 2019. And so I submitted to iTunes like a week or so before, and I thought, oh, okay, now I'm just going to like get everything ready. And then, you know, I'm just going to you know, let everybody know on April 15th, even though I'll have everything up and running. Well, I was not hearing back from iTunes. They take so long sometimes. They can take so long. And so April 15th, 1979 was the date that Cornerstone Television started. Okay. So it was Easter Sunday of 79. So April 15th. So I kind of felt like God was saying, okay, this April 15th date. So the 40 anniversary, the yeah. 40th anniversary of Cornerstone um, is like, there's, there's a connection there. And I felt like God wanted me to pick that day. And so that's, that's one of the reasons I did that. But I was like, okay, I picked a day, but I, Apple iTunes is not releasing this yet. And 
we literally had uh, on April 15th, we literally had the whole staff together and we were watching a special that was created about the history of our network, which was really, really cool. Um, just to kind of hear all those stories and things. And my phone, my phone vibrates and I get this email from Apple saying that my podcast had been approved. And I started, I started crying because I was like, God, I get to share this anniversary now with this place that I know that you called me to. Yeah. And my podcast now has that same anniversary. And so I'm coming up on one year and uh, yeah. it's, that, that's pretty cool. So that was a, that was a, a good moment with the Lord where it just kind of like hit me like, God is really in this. Like God spoke to me about this date and it's going to happen. And it's going to happen. So. That is so good. I mean, that's like, okay, God, I don't know how you're going to make it. Cause I mean, iTunes is out of our control of anything. Oh yeah, right? totally. You yeah. Can't, you can't, you can't do anything. I'm like, why am I approved on all these other things? And I'm still waiting for iTunes. Yeah. And I'm they're the big, they're waiting. the biggest. So if they you're are. not on that, it's the, it's really hard for your podcast to get to anywhere. Yeah, it really is. And so, um, but I love how God orchestrated that even in that moment too, Yeah. that it's like, here, here it is. God, I believe that this is what you did. I'm doing everything I possibly can do. Right to make it so that when I get that notification to go live on the 15th, right. I can do it. And even with having those things out of your control, God still came through for you. I mean, it's just kind of a testimony, John, as I think about like your story of like your YWAM days and then coming into real life TV and producing a cornerstone and just all that, just a step everywhere along the way. Yeah. God was showing you his faithfulness as you mm -hmm. trusted him and you just stood your yeah. ground on those things. And um, yeah, you know, the thing you said too was expect opposition when God gives you something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I got it. But when there's opposition though, there's still encouragement. Absolutely. God is going to try, God is going to do things to encourage you. And um, I God just put this in my, in my mind. It just reminded me about this. So I got to share this little story. Absolutely. If, if that's okay with you. Um, you go for it. So when I was still in YWAM, this was during that four year period between going to, you know, getting to visit South Africa before I actually got to go to the school. Um, you know, I wanted to do radio stuff and for a guy that, uh, that wanted to do, wanted to get into radio, I didn't actually know the history of radio. And it was kind of, kind of silly. Like, you know, I think I looked that up. Well, I was having one of those moments with the Lord where I had, uh, I was in charge of one of our schools. And so I made sure all the students were in bed and I just was in the classroom by myself, just having, having a moment with the Lord, uh, again, venting out my frustration and saying, God, what's my purpose? Why am I here? I thought you said this thing, but nothing's coming of that. And so I felt like God say to me, look up, Google the history of radio, mm. Google the history of radio. And so God can use the internet. I guarantee you he can. Yes, and he can. so I, I went into the, uh, to the computers and I believe we still had dial up at this point. And so uh, maybe like one computer had high speed, something like that. Anyway. Uh, so I typed in the history of radio and Debbie, what I've read gave me hope that I really did have a purpose for this mm. because what I read was that in on uh, November 2nd, 1920, the first ever commercial radio station broadcast the election results of that year. Mm. Okay. That place that that was broadcast from was literally a few miles away from where I was born. Wow. Um, it's literally the next town over uh, or maybe two towns over something like that. And so 
I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like I happen to be in the same, the same region that radio started. This is really cool. I'm a, and I live just outside of Pittsburgh. And I read like the next paragraph down. And this is when God spoke to me because I read that the two months later on January 2nd, 1921, the very first church service was broadcast over the airwaves. January 2nd, 1921, uh, from a church in East Liberty, um, where actually now my church uh, meets, which is pretty cool. Not in that same building, but I've, I've been there, which is pretty yeah. cool. But January 2nd night might not mean a lot to many people, but January 2nd happens to be my birthday. Ah, no way. It's my son's birthday, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. It's a, it's a tough birthday most of the time because it uh, it's right after Christmas. It's the first day everybody goes back to school. Everybody goes back to work and nobody wants to celebrate. Yep. It's, it, you get some after, after Christmas deals, but that's, that's about it. Anyway, um, the thing that was really cool was whenever I saw that January 2nd was the first time that the, that the gospel had ever been broadcast over the airwaves, yeah. I started tearing up because I heard God say to my spirit, John, even to the location and the date of your birth, I've ordained you to broadcast the gospel to the nations. Uh, and that's what I needed right to hear then, because I knew that God had a bigger purpose for me and even things I had no control over where I was born, when I was born, like, why did I have to be born during those days? There's a purpose to that. And God is purposeful. He uses those things to encourage us. He uses those things to, as a prophetic purpose, really. Yeah. So that's so yeah. good. I, I love how, cause you know, God's really been hammering home this, this concept to me that, you know, I've heard people like, Oh, I wish I wasn't born now. Or I wish I was born like, you know, 10 years earlier yeah. or a hundred years earlier. And he's like, but you were born for such a time as this. And I know exactly, that seems so exactly. cliche because how we throw that around, but, but each one of us is ordained to live right now at the specific time and right where we're at. And that yeah. we have to trust that God's going to move us where he needs to, but that we have a purpose that's bigger than ourselves. And I love that he confirmed that to you right yeah. where you're at. And whew, and you share my son's birthday. I mean, he shares <laughs> yours. You're a little bit older. He's 27, but you yeah. know, I mean, and, and it is true. It is true. I do apologize to him. You know, I'm sorry your birthday is on this day. And so yeah. every, all the Christmas stuff was put away and we like, and it was like, we're now we're celebrating your birthday. I was very intentional about that because I didn't want him to be the kid that was like, nobody will come to my party and nobody will celebrate. And I only get Christmas gifts. So my mom used to actually have birthday parties for me at a different time throughout the year and invite all my friends to come. And yeah, because you, you know, in, in Pittsburgh, it's cold in the winter and you can't do anything outside. Fun. And so we would, we would have a lot of fun, like half birthday parties, which was great. So. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's not as cold out here where we're, where we live, but I've been there in Pittsburgh yeah. in January and it is cold. It is cold. So, <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Well, I want to talk about, I want to talk about your crazy David story. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> because Yeah, I know. Um, because when you were sharing this with me at the end of um, the recording real life TV, I was like, oh, this is so good because sometimes we think, I mean, I tell people, and then God told me to do this. And I was like, I am not doing that. Yeah. And, and then I argue and I argue, but, but he always wins anyways. And then if I could understand why he was asking me to do something that maybe I would do it, but he's really just asking for our blind, radical obedience to him. And so can you kind of like wherever you want to pick up, but I want to talk, <laughs> I want you to tell sure, this sure. crazy David story. 
Yeah. And I don't share this one often because I don't want people to take this out of context. Okay. Yes. So, um, when God speaks something to you, as I'm, pre I'm prefacing this, when God speaks something to you, you need to check it with the word of God first. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, let God be your guide with that. The things that God tells you to do, if they're crazy, uh, if they sound crazy, um, check it with the word of God first, because number one, it's not going to, it's not going to uh, go away from what the word of God already says, what the written right. word of God already says. So in saying all that, Yes. Okay. I was leading a missionary trip with Youth of a Mission to Liberia, West Africa, and we were there for just under two months. And I had actually gotten sick during this time and uh, getting sick in, in a third world country. Uh, Liberia uh, and Haiti kind of go back and forth for which country is the poorest in the world. Mm. And so um, it's, it's, it's a bit tough there. But the people that we were staying with were phenomenal. They've got a great church network there. And the pastor and his wife that we were staying with, they were the uh, caretakers of somebody else's property. That basically they were um, the live-in uh, uh, property management people. And so they took care of this guy's properties in various areas. Well, uh, so my whole team was there. There was about, I want to say 14 of us, something like that, um, maybe 15. Uh, anyway, um, there... The guy that owned the property actually lived in the United States. And it's important to say that he lived in the United States or lives in the United States, not lived in the United States because he was still alive at the point of this story. I don't know if, you know, this is years ago now, so who knows, but he was in the United States and the pastor and his wife were taking care of this property. Well, the estranged step stepson of this guy, um, decided that he was going to file police reports that the pastor and his, that his father was dead and that the pastor and his wife and this team should not be there and that he owned this property. And so one day we're literally spending time. I like, was a, this is our team time in the morning. We're spending time with the Lord and the police come knock on the door and literally start dragging everything out of the house, all the furniture, all the, uh, bags, all of our, all of our things too. And so like, this is just kind of crazy. There's a, a small battalion of uh, police officers there. There had to be at least a dozen or so. So there's judicial police and local police as well. And so the pastor and his wife, they're like, they're on the phone with the actual owner and they're trying to get him to do stuff. Um, but you know, they have to now go to a judge and get all these things that were legally rolling stopped. And so it's, it's just a mess. Mm -hmm. So the people from the church were there and they were trying to help us throughout this whole thing. So these police officers and um, judicial officers, they were coming in and they were just being rude. And like, we're just trying to be like, what the heck is going on? We're a whole bunch of Americans. Um, we're obviously not from here. We don't look like we're from here. Right. And so um, it's just really a difficult time. And so, uh, <coughs> I'm like the team leader and I'm like, what's, what's going on? Um, I'm talking to the pastor's son and he's just trying to like, you know, calm me down. Let me know everything's going to be okay. Well, the police are still coming in and just taking all the, all the stuff. And, uh, I go into the, the one back room and the pastor's son t says, okay, we're not going to bribe these guys, but that's what they really want. Uh, we're not just, we're just not going to do that. And so, you know, they'll, we'll get, we'll be able to get back in later tonight. We'll just kind of go with it. 
And you know, these guys were really mean and it was rough. And God spoke to me two words when I was in the, in this kitchen, as the guys were coming in and taking out the oven, taking out the, basically literally taking out the kitchen sink. And God spoke to me two words, remember David. And there's so many different ways that that could have been received. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, okay, David fought Goliath, you know, David ran in the wilderness. um, But when God speaks to you, he speaks to you in layers oftentimes where those two words Mm -hmm. could mean so many different things and just speak to on so many different levels. And the level that resonated with me was the story of when David acted like a crazy person to get away (laughs) from the King. And I knew what God was telling me to do. I, God was telling me to act like a crazy person. And so I acted like I had an anxiety attack. And I think God helped me with this too. Like I had my total right mind throughout this whole thing. Yeah. And so I started, I started shaking and I'm like, uh, 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 and the pastor's son who was just talking to me is like, holy cow, what just happened? And he's, he's like, John, are you okay? Are you okay? And I just pull him down and I whisper, God told me, remember David acted like a crazy person to get away from the king. I'm doing what God told me to do. And so then I let him back up and he just looks at me like, okay, Okay. we're going to go with this. And so (laughs) I'm, my normal response whenever things are going crazy is, you know, the Bible says a gentle answer turns away wrath. Right. What I was doing was not aligned with that path, with that plan at all. So I'm literally just shaking and I, I'm not that much of an actor. I know that this, this has to be God because I literally had to keep this up for hours. Yeah. And so whenever all these, uh, all the police uh, noticed what was happening, they stopped what they were doing and they turned and all of their attention was on me. And I'm like, Oh boy, this is, this is real serious. Like <laughs> this has just gotten I, real. <laughs> if they realize that this isn't, like if this is if they think that I'm faking, this could get even worse. Right. And so I was like, okay, God, this is you're gonna have to help me with this. So the chief, the police chief or whatever, you know, whoever is in charge of that group, they come over to me and they literally help me walk outside. They sit me down in a in a in a comfy in a comfortable area and they make sure I have water. They start tending to me. I mean, this is the the chief police guy. And so like all the guys that were like rushing in and taking all of our belongings and the, the furniture that were, they were running in and doing that. Now they've like stopped. They're like, like moving at a snail's pace and everything's just like peaceful now. And so my, one of my team leaders came over and was like, John, are you okay? What's, what's going on? And I said, if you can't, like, if, if the team members can't handle this, don't let them see me because like, let them know that I'm okay and let them know that this is what God told me to do. But if they can't look at me without laughing, just keep them away because we don't want to, we don't want yeah. to uh, break this whole thing. Yeah. So, but while I'm sitting there the, with the police officer, the, the chief next to me, um, I'm like, well, he's not going anywhere because I'm not going anywhere. And uh, I'm going to tell him about Jesus. And I literally acted like a crazy person telling him about Jesus. I was like, hey, man, we're, what is going on here? I, I don't understand. We're just trying to tell people about the love of Jesus. And like, I grabbed, a, I grabbed some dirt from the ground and I look at this dirt. Like 
God made this dirt and like in heaven, the dirt is like made out of gold and we're going to walk on that. And we're just here to tell people about Jesus and how you can have an abundant life and you can live for Jesus and you can go to heaven one day. And I don't understand why you guys are here. And I'm like smacking him on the leg. I'm hitting him <laughs> on the back. And I'm like, God, what are you having me do? I don't understand this. By the end of a, probably about four hours, I mean, he, unfortunately, he didn't respond to the gospel right then, but I know he heard the message. I was going to say, seeds uh, were planted. Seeds, <laughs> seeds were, were planted. planted. Whether he thought that I was crazy or not, well, I don't know. That's up to the Lord to decide. But I was so exhausted after that. But I knew that God was pleased with my crazy obedience. And just the fact that every the whole situation calmed down and uh, we were able to get back into the house later that night. Things were, were worked out, even though there was still some legal issues after that. But um, I mean, literally, we were just like a few days away from heading back to the United States. But mm -hmm. I know that I felt honored that God trusted me to do something crazy yeah. um, because that's totally not my character. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, my character and my normal thing would be a gentle answer turns away wrath. And I mean, Debbie, you've seen me in a yeah. stressful situation at the TV station yeah. and that's kind of where I'm at and where whatever is going on, I'm going to keep calm and I'm going to help other people calm down. Yeah. But God told me to take a totally different route to do that. And so I don't suggest that route for just anybody. That no, was something we don't that suggest I know. That at all. Yes, yes. Total disclaimer right there. Do not say that John Matarazzo said <laughs> that you could do this. Yeah, I do not condone acting like a crazy person for the sake of trying to get out of things. No, it was something that I know that God said to do. Mm -hmm. And the, the results were, uh, were backed up by that. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't suggest that for anybody else. So. No, but I... <laughs> But I absolutely love that, <laughs> that God, I mean, because <clears throat> when you were telling me this story after the TV, after we taped the TV show, and you were telling me this story, and I was like, that is so not where my mind would have went with David, oh, no. you know? Yeah. And so, and then I'm like, why did yours go that way? You're like, it didn't want to, it just did. I knew it was yeah. God. And, and I think sometimes, sometimes God will ask us to do stuff, but I love what you said. Cause I, I say this all the time on my podcast and every time that I'm teaching people to hear from God is that anytime God speaks, it's going to line up with the scripture and right. that you go to the word and that you go to the word and you go to the word and you go to the word and you get confirmation and that you do your part. You let God do his part and he'll line up the pieces for us. Um, and so, but in that moment, it was like, okay, God, it was kind of like Samuel, like, okay, God, that's you. I'm responding in faith. Now, right. what do you want me to do? And then you had this moment of, okay, I could do this and God's going to meet me or I'm not going to do this and we'll see what happens. And that you took that step of faith of going, I'm going to do this because I've seen God come through time and time yeah. again. And it's not about me. It's about being obedient to God. Yeah. And I've often said to so many people, you know, I don't care how I look, as long as Jesus gets the glory, you know, I would stand on my head and spit wooden nickels if people would come to Jesus. Well, that's pretty darn close, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. Hey, and you got the salvation salvation message in there for him as yeah, well. And so, you absolutely. know, he planted seeds and I'm sure he was thinking, can we just be done with these crazy American people? Yeah. And so like, let's, let's end this as quickly as possible. But it was exactly what needed to to change the tide of what they were doing yeah. 
um, and God knew that and that he used you to do that. So thank you for sharing that story. I know. You're welcome. I know that it was like, you're not, no, please. And I'm like, oh, you told it to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I know. It. I know. But well, that, yeah, we got we got the disclaimer on the front end and the back end. So if anybody hears that yeah. and you know, you, you take that out of context, that's on you. That's right. That <laughs> is on them. That is not on us. We put every kind of yes. parameter around it that we possibly could. But I think it's true that sometimes God will do us ask us to do something that's, you know, out of our comfort zone, but totally. still still lines up with what he wants us yeah. to do. So John, I just want to thank you for being my guest on today's episode. Um, it's been so much fun. You know, yeah, It has been fun. It has been fun. And so we're going to have to come up with some other topics and have you back again. Um, because this is a great, like I enjoyed being on your podcast too along the way. And I just felt the conversation flowed so well. And I just really enjoyed it. And I think you have a lot too uh, that my listeners can learn from. And a, a lot of um, stuff that you've experienced that uh, will really benefit my listeners and my viewers Thank too. You. You're welcome. So can you tell us how they can connect with you? Where can they find the Along oh, yeah. the Way So my website is alongtheway.media and um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram alongtheway.media or alongthewaymedia. You can just look up that. I've got, uh, well, we're, uh, as the, at the time we're recording this, I've got 44 episodes out and I've been putting episodes out uh, every week. So I pray that I can keep that, that pace up as long yeah. as God keeps providing guests uh, to be with me, then I'm going to keep doing it. And um, I know that it's something that God has blessed me with. I've definitely grown along the way in my journey uh, doing it. And the different people that I've met, my this last year has been phenomenal. Uh, I've definitely grown with the Lord through that. And I've definitely thought more about uh, where those moments were that my heart was burning. And uh, I don't want to miss those moments in your in my life. And so if you don't want to miss those moments in your life where God is uh, causing your heart to burn along the way, but you don't realize it, come and uh, listen to my podcast. Uh, you can find me on, you know, um, uh, iTunes and Apple podcasts and um, Spotify, Google play, all the places that you can listen to podcasts, but along the way.media is my website. And um, I'll be updating that pretty soon. I got to get a real big boy website. Uh, <laughs> I've just been using the one that I get through my, uh, through my podcast hosts right now, but um, I've, Time for an upgrade. I know, I know. It's been about a year, so it's it's time. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's well, that's, that's really the good. best way. To, and uh, for my real life TV program, you can yeah. go to ctvn.org, Cornerstone Television Network, ctvn.org, and you can watch real life there. Yeah, and actually, they should do that. And um, YouTube, you put it out on YouTube too. Yeah, for it's on YouTube. For that. Yeah. And um, because I, I learned a lot, like I had been on TV shows before, um, and kind of been on the back set, but it was so fun to watch the way it flowed and being part of it and really interacting. Because you before I hit like when I've been on TV shows, been one person, um, mm -hmm. and we had recorded, but you were doing this live, you know, to and, yeah. and just the precision of timing and moving all of the pieces together. And you were a cool cucumber. I mean, <laughs> you were, I was like, how is he doing this? Like, whoo, this is like fast paced, high pressure. And you were just like, 
this is what it is. Okay, Debbie, you're going to go here. And it is, it is a quality show. And I absolutely fell in love with every single one of your hosts oh, on that you. show. And, um, and the lady, Linda, in the makeup room, like I want her to be my own personal. <laughs> you can't <laughs> have her. We need her. We need her. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, I need her in my life. Uh, she was fabulous. But um, as we end this episode um, of Dare to Hear the Podcast, could you pray with those, um, pray with us, but I'm, I'm thinking along the way of this radical obedience, really, of, of taking those opportunities to say yes to God, even when we don't understand it. Mm. Not running ahead of him, waiting for him, but yet responding to him. So however the Lord leads you, could you just okay. pray for us? Okay. Yeah. Well, Father God, I thank you so much for, number one, this opportunity that we have to just share our stories of, uh, of our journey with you, Lord God. And thank you that you have used my journey with you to help other people along their way. And God, I just thank you that you speak to us. You desire for us to have a relationship with you. And you want us to not just do the things that you tell us to do, but you desire to have that relationship. It's a, it's a back and forth, Lord God. You speak, we listen, and we listen, and, and, uh, and, and you listen, and, and we speak, Lord God. We just thank you so much that you care that much about us, that you want that relationship, God. And out of that relationship, I pray that we don't miss those opportunities where you're calling us to have a greater purpose, where you see things in us that we don't see in ourselves because our vision of ourself isn't big enough, uh, because it's not the identity that you've given us. It's not the purpose that you've given us. It's something that we've created ourselves, Lord God. I pray right now for people that are struggling with their identity, they're struggling with their purpose, that feel like they're not equipped, that they're not good enough to do the things that they want to do, let alone the things that, that you've called them to do, God. I just pray that that they would grab a hold of the promises that you have spoken and that they would use that as a, a catalyst to take the next step, Lord God, and that their next step would be bigger than their last step and it would lead to a bigger step and a bigger step so that whenever there's an opportunity to take a radical step of obedience, whether it be acting like a crazy person or investing into a business idea or to travel to be a missionary to another country, whatever that thing might be that you, have, that you were speaking to, to these listeners, God, I just pray that they would have that faith that, that has built so that they can take that step, so that they won't be afraid to do that. God, we know that there's a, there is a, a, a fear that is healthy and there's a fear that is unhealthy. And God, I just pray that our fear, we would be more afraid of missing your opportunities. And we'd be more afraid of, of not running after you and that, that our motivation would not be out of fear, but it would be out of love for you, Lord God, that we would not want to, we would not let ourselves miss opportunities to spend with you and to find our purpose wrapped up in your presence, Lord God. Mm -hmm. And God, I just pray that uh, you would give us the ability to hear you clearly so that whenever those moments do come where you challenge us to do something that is out of the normal, that we know your voice so clearly that we know that this is not us making this up that we would know that your peace is connected with those words and that uh, we can trust you all along the way, Lord God. I pray that we, would, um, that we would be recognizing those moments where our hearts are burning. And that, uh, yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 That's okay. Well, John, thank you so much. I just really want to encourage my um, viewers and listeners to check out not just the real life TV, but really along the way podcasts, because we can really learn from other people's stories and their yeah. testimonies. And that's, um, 
that's really what it did for me. And that's why I liked it as so much. I mean, I've been listening to more, not just the host of the show. Um, and I am looking forward to when you're going to have somebody turn the tables on you and that you're going to have your story and your testimony, because I think what you have to say um, is important. And so I know that the one year anniversary of your show is coming up. It's the mm -hmm. birthday of that. So maybe that might be a good one for you to do. It might Just be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for listening to Dare to Hear the Podcast, where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. Thank you for listening today. I'm Debbie Kitterman. If you were encouraged in any way, we would love for you to share this um, on your social media so that we can get the word out, not just about the Dare to Hear podcast, but about John, about Along the Way, about um, his podcast as well. And let's help share the love and spread that. And if you have been encouraged with anything that you've heard here, if you would not just subscribe to our YouTube channel or our um, podcast on whatever your favorite place is to listen to your podcast, but if you would leave us a review so others that are looking can know what you have to say, that would be a benefit to us and to them. So thank you for that. And we look forward to having you join us next week on another episode of Dare to Hear the Podcast. Until then, God bless and have a great week. i